Yo, yo. Kude Live episode eight, man. Yo, we're eight. like we're like two almost two months into this. Um feels good. Still still popping out the content. Me and Brian, uh, we fucking scour the internet. We we look for this shit, man. We we do our homework. Brian more than I. He's he's a lot better at this. <laughs> I just don't have friends or a social life. I well, spend I a lot I'm of time on the way. computer just reading same, stuff. Same, absolutely. I was uh, supposed to be watching. Uh, my lady and I started watching Lounge. No, I'm sorry. Lodge 49. Are you familiar with that show? Comes on AMC. No. Oh, okay. It's, no. I'm still figuring out what it is. But Wyatt Russell was the lead role. He was in... Um, 22 Jump Street, if you know the one dude, the one jock that Channing Tatum uh, was trying to hang with to, to get some info about the drug dealer. Do you remember that actor? Gotcha. Yeah, yeah. Oh, okay. I can see a face. Focuses around him. like He's like a recovering... Uh, his life is just in shambles, pretty much. And he found the ring that's exclusive to a, a club, a lodge. And he's... I'm still figuring it out. I'm on like episode four. But basically, the reason why I brought this up is that we were supposed to be watching this, you know what? Uh, in room kind of date while our daughter was asleep. And of course it just ended up being on our phones looking at depressing, morbid news stories. So she really is my right hand when it comes to this. Cause I was, I, she was like, do you want to go morbid or you want to like lighten the moon? And I was like, you know what, man, it's coup de la or coon de la. I'm sorry. Coon de la. Yeah. Should we talk about that? I, Cause I that was should. insane. That is that, that was pretty cool. Um, I'm trying to remember who was it. It was, um, who posted the uh, the thing originally and I commented on it like, oh, we got a fucking podcast inspired by the line from Kirby Enthusiasm, which we thought was cool day and ended up being cool day Yeah. So so someone that takes Doug funny scenes and puts Kirby Enthusiasm over it, posted something right. uh, and you, you commented on it. Right. You okay. commented on it. And right. I think that that's how Chris Williams, who plays crazy eyes killer uh yeah. in that episode saw it and he and he right. messaged us on on instagram and let us know that it's kundela you know which is cool we appreciate it chris um but it's just kind of funny it's like damn man like oh wow shit who would have known though i guess maybe next time i watch that episode i'll turn on the damn subtitles i guess but uh that's pretty sick man <laughs> yeah i mean i i was just glad that like he was like not many people know, you know, instead of right. like, right. yo, you fucking moron. Right, exactly. I almost felt like the three of us had like this inside joke going on, you know? Yeah. It's fucking sweet. You know, and we were close enough that he got the reference, you know? Right, right, absolutely. And then that was uh, Milo the Cat. He doesn't only exclusively do like Kirby Enthusiasm. He actually usually comprises clips of, of old cartoons and he puts, he syncs rap lyrics to the videos. So he'll have like like Thundercats, you know, he'll have Johnny Bravo, he'll have Flintstones, but he'll throw rap songs behind it and sync it up so that the characters in the show are rapping along to it. It's actually impressive, very time consuming, I can imagine, but he's gained a lot of followers from doing that. But yeah, shout out to uh, my little cat for, I guess, uh, putting us, unwittingly putting us in contact with Chris Williams. I think that's fucking sick. Yeah, so what's man. going on, man? What's going on in the world, yo? So I got some morbid news. Oh, myself. No. Okay, read, cool. Right? Right on time. French's. French's. Like the, the mustard? famous, the mustard brand. 
okay. creates Uh-oh. mustard flavored ice cream. So French's, which is America's largest manufacturer of mustard, announced it is partnering with Los Angeles-based ice cream company Cool House to create the mustard ice cream just in time for National Mustard Day on Saturday, which was released August 1st. Like I said, we're a little bit behind. It just is what it is. And and let me say right now, I said Cool House. I don't know if it's pronounced. Uh, I understand that I don't know how to speak or read. So, you know, someone that I won't say their name, Ryan Lapierre, likes to <laughs> message me every time we release an episode. Last time we were talking about Marilyn Monroe. You know, it's it's pronounced Viscasha or, or Nova Scotia, not Nova Scotia. Listen. Oh, wow. I go to Olive Garden. I order the pasta fagioli. I don't know how to. I just read it like it says. Right. I don't. Oh, fajul. Oh, oh, okay. I, I don't. I don't know. So just bear with me, okay? Right. I don't right. act like I know these right. things. Use context Just accept clues. it. Yeah. Exactly. Like, accept like, it and on. move on. God damn it. The whole it. show is named by me not understanding something, okay? Hold on. What's, what's this friend's last name so I can mess it up? So I can mess up the uh, the pronunciation? La- Lafayette, which I could be wrong. Lafayette, oh wrong. shit, it could oh, be man. the Harrier. Um, oh no, I guess we'll find out. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right. We will. But <laughs> as much of an asshole as he is, if you're in the Florida area, you know, you can go get a haircut by him. Barbara Lafayette Lanzettas. I'll give him that shout out uh, nice. for everyone in Florida that needs a haircut. He's the nice. guy. Um, but anyway. They describe the ice cream as delivering its bold, one-of-a-kind flavor. That's the perfect summer treat to be enjoyed poolside at a birthday party and as the perfect ending at a backyard barbecue. The ice cream even comes with pretzels. So, you know what? That, that's, you that's, that's, that's a good incentive right there. Okay, that changes things for me. It comes with pretzels. Are the pretzels yeah, frozen? No. <laughs> the listen, listen. I like pretzels in my ice cream, and I like pretzels with mustard. I don't think that they should ever meet. So right. you're you're not selling me on that. And then they they have they're so confident they're like, hey, listen, if you guys aren't willing to book a plane ticket to Los Angeles or New York, I know you can't afford it. You know, we'll publish an at home recipe for everyone that really wants to try oh, it. Oh my in the god! Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, it's 2019. I know. And then it, it wraps up with this fucking special, this special mustard ice cream will be available for a limited time only. Like, it had better fucking be. Right. It better not be it. Oh, man, thing. I hope I don't yeah. miss that. Oh, shit. What the fuck am I going to have at my barbecue now? Oh, maybe a regular fucking freeze pop or a fucking popsicle. Oh, you know, nah, nah, get the mustard flavored ice cream. If you want to lose friends, go ahead and grab that shit. That's weird, <laughs> man. Come on, I'm just saying, all the things you can make flavors from. Why did French's decided to step up to the plate and be like, yo, we got this shit? Mustard motherfucking ice cream. Oh, yeah, you heard it. <laughs> and you've been a one-trick pony for this long, you know? Right. You, right. You're just the mustard guy. That's a hell of a transition, too. Mustard to ice cream. What's next? They make relish. <laughs> Don't they make a, a relish or does of course they make relish, right? Do they not make relish too or No, I think I think Heinz I think Heinz has the, Heinz uh, got the, has the relish market. It, I, maybe I'm just not observing. So French is a strictly mustard. That's what they do. 
I mean, that's what I'm saying. I could be wrong and I'm not looking it up. Right, right. Yo, get it. No, because they do the crispy onions too, don't they? You get like the box of crispy onions to throw on like the green bean casserole. So maybe you can mix that, throw some crispy uh, onion straw joints into your fucking mustard ice cream. I don't know. Is that doing too much? And that's what they need to do. Just make crispy onions, like marketed them as chips. You know how many things should be chips and I look like a fat fuck for eating them when they're not chips? Like one of my favorite things to just eat handfuls of is garlic buttered croutons. And everyone thinks that I'm disgusting for it because they go on salad. Just make chips. Just just market them as chips. You don't have to make a chip version. Just be like, hey, here's our new handheld fucking croutons. Brian's not a weirdo, you know? Yeah, that's fucking annoying. Like, like, oh, you're breaking the fucking secret code, Brian. Uh, it's so deplorable. You fucking <laughs> just eating. You just going to eat them handfuls of fucking croutons without having a salad. You are something else. You are something else. <laughs> yeah, now nah, I won't be able to look out for that. All right, bro. So I'm pretty sure you heard about this fucking popular YouTube star, uh, Brooke Holtz. Holtz? Hoots? Hoots, I don't fucking know how to pronounce her name, but she's in some deep shit right now. She accidentally, accidentally, quote unquote, uploaded raw footage of a video she was making with her dog, um, her dog, a beautiful Doberman pincher name, Sphinx. So she she makes this video uh, initially trying to capture a prank she was going to do on her dog. You know, when people do that stupid plastic wrap uh, prank, they, they spread out some plastic wrap in between the doorway and the dog walks up to the doorway and he's like, what the fuck is going on? Um, ultimately, mm-hmm. the, 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 the prank succeeded, but she uploaded this raw footage in which she is seen slapping and sh- pushing the fucking dog. And ultimately, at one point, Brian, it looks like she fucking elbow dropped on this motherfucker. She spit on him too. She's like yelling at this dog. This dog is all playful, just trying to, you know, be involved with shit. Looks like a little pup. You know what I mean? It's it's a big dog. But this this woman just loses her shit. This girl, I'm sorry, she's 20 years old. Um, but yeah, ultimately, she decided to take the video down and replace it with the edited version she intended on uploading. But of course, <laughs> when you have a large following and you fucking upload some shit within five minutes, the shit's already on the internet. You're done. You're done. Yeah. You're finished. So yeah, so a lot of her viewers already captured it. They already saved it. It's 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 all around social media right now. And of course, she took down the um the the, the mistake video, the unedited version and the edited version, because at that point she just doesn't want any fucking smoke. And you know how social media is now, because these motherfuckers are tearing her apart. But Brian, it's it's a fucking sight to see. And once again, one of these things when we're so goddamn desensitized that we see this shit, it's like we're not fucking surprised, man. She's whooping this dog. And she's slapping him in the face. She's fucking kicking him. It's just... And don't get me wrong. Look, man. Dogs are annoying. I have a dog. No, 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 no. I have a dog. No, no. I have a lot of dogs. When I say dogs are annoying, when I mean dogs are annoying, I don't mean slap the dog. I don't mean spit on the dog. I don't mean shove the dog. 
The reason why I say dogs were annoying is that, you know, they sometimes they, they piss in the house, they shit in the house, you let them out, they still piss in the house, they shit in the house, whatever. I don't think my dog's done anything so fucking severe that I would want to just slap the shit out. Spitting. I think spitting was kind of like the fucking, the, 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 the tip of the iceberg for me. Well, not, not really, not even the tip of the iceberg. I'm sorry, that's the wrong way to use it, but that was the cherry on top. You know, you you have to. I'm surprised you haven't heard of this, dude. Nah, yeah, I avoid um, Instagram influencers, YouTube influencers. Right, right. So I might I might have scrolled past it, but I didn't give it much much read. But it's disgusting. I don't I don't care about it. you. Want to spit on, drop kick, you know, kick a child? That's one thing. You know, but <laughs> but a dog. You, you keep the dogs out of it, especially because dogs are so understanding of tone. So Buddy, right. he he used to have an issue. Uh, like he'll pee on the house if I if I'm not home. Like when I would work long days, he'd pee in the house. Right. And what I used to do to punish him is I would yell at him, and then I wouldn't look at him, and I would say, "Don't talk to me." And he go, Arr! and I go, "No, don't talk to me." And he goes, <laughs> and he's sad. And then after five yeah. minutes, I I end up petting him because I don't like that he's sad. But you don't have the point being is you don't have to hit because they don't know what the hell you're hitting him for, and it's not even like yeah. they did anything wrong. Right. Right. And, and that's you what know, I'm saying. It's, it's almost like, how dare you, you, you include the dog. You're trying to prank the dog. So the joke's on the dog at the end of the fucking day. And then you get mad that he's, you know, excited. He wants to play with you. You know, you, you, he thinks that it's playtime and he's jumping on you doing regular mm-hmm. shit that dogs do. I go to people's houses. I meet their dog. They jump up on me. The owner of the dog's always like, oh, get down. Don't let him do that. I'm like, I don't mind. It's a fucking cute dog. It's easier for me to fucking rub his face and, you know, scratch his ears and all of that. This lady made it seem like she was fucking repulsed, bro. Like she just yeah. fucking had it with this. And like I said, man, it, it was a Doberman. I'm like, oh, my God. Like, come the fuck on. And I guess the the the, the breed of dog doesn't really matter. It was just, it's extreme. And this woman, this girl, this woman, I said woman, this girl's 20. Once again, always fall back. Brain doesn't fully develop until you're 25. This girl's a moron. Um, However, however, you can imagine the backlash that she's receiving from this. You know, um, people that are- Oh yeah, people don't fuck around. Exactly, exactly. (laughs) But but don't get me wrong. They they come out when you put a hat on a dog. Right, right. You know? And here's the thing- Exactly. Yeah, yeah. Right, 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 right. Um, the, the thing that I get from this, and and like I said, the, the only part of me that feels for this girl is that she's 20 years old and she's dumb. And she did something. She really fucked up. She really fucked up. I'm pretty sure she'll look back on this 10 years from now and be like, yo, I fucked up. I shouldn't have never done that. Or maybe she won't. Some people don't grow. We're going to move to that because maturity is actually one of the topics I want to cover today, but we'll, we, we'll, we'll get to that later on. But uh, at the end of the day, she she uh, released this statement um, on Twitter. Uh, pretty much to sum it all up, she says, I'm not a dog abuser or an animal abuser in any way, shape or form. Bullshit. Um, <laughs> come on. She writes in part, anyone who has witnessed or heard true animal abuse will be able to see to clearly see that my dog is in no way, shape or form hurt by the action that was displayed in the video. Yada, 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 yada. You spit on a dog. I think spitting on anybody's just inappropriate. I think spitting is probably one of the most degrading things you could do. One of the most degrading things you could do is spit on somebody. But uh, absolutely. And. And I'm not going to give her the benefit of immaturity on this one. I think she's a bad person. Right. You know, 
um, when I see it's the same thing as like anything that's, that's hateful or abusive, you know, um, you're just a shitty person, you know, now if it was like a 21 year old and she made it, uh, like a, like a homophobic or racist, or, you know, made a joke about, especially chat, like just did, did things that were in bad taste, but trying to be funny. That's the thing where it's like, Ooh, you're going to regret saying that 20 years from now, right? you're just a kid. You don't, you don't know better. You're trying to be funny. You're trying to go for shock value and you cross the line. But like you drop you, you, you stone cold Steve Austin your dog. Right. You know what I mean? Right. And it's just it's just uh unnecessary. Uh, you know, at one point the dog's just walking past her, she just shoves this dog's head. It's just like some bullying shit. That's what I got from it. But um right now she's gonna feel the wrath and this is the price you pay as as a uh, YouTube star or social media influencer, you know, whatever we, term we want to to go off with. But um, yeah, man. So hopefully she's uh, feeling a lot of remorse right now. And if I was her, it would be a while before I showed my face or even uploaded anything else unless I'm helping, you know, uh, kids break out of detainment centers. You know, it's like you got you got to do some shit after doing something like that. Right now, LAPD's animal unit, uh, animal. I'm sorry. Right now, LAPD's animal cruelty unit is aware of the video. They're investigating. Apparently, a spokesperson told uh, Entertainment Tonight, the source, we received several direct messages related to a YouTube video which people believe shows animal abuse. LAPD Animal Cruelty Task Force has received numerous complaints related to the same video and are looking into the matter. Dude, I didn't even know there was an animal cruelty unit in uh, police departments. So I guess that's pretty cool to know. Right, right. (laughs) 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 It's like, what? Y'all mean like, what what kind of work do these people, what are these people? Well, you know what? Let me take that back already. I can only imagine. It's not, it's pretty other Brooke Holtz, Hoots. How you pronounce that? H-O-U-T-S. How would you say that? Houts? Houts? Houts, maybe? I would say Houts, too, but I feel like every single time I read a name that I can't pronounce, I feel like the, my first guess is just going to be wrong by default. So it sounded a little too good, Houts. But yeah. yeah, man, um, Brooke, you got to turn it around, girl. You got to do something for the people. You're yeah. fucked. You're screwed. You're screwed. Dog lovers don't fuck around. No. So there's two things that we need to get out of this, which is Brooke... Get your shit together, mm-hmm. grow the fuck up, mm-hmm. and Dick Wolf, if you're listening, we need a law and order special canines unit. Because I'm picturing the show right now, you know, it's just like, I don't, a dog, I don't know what you're talking about, I never even seen a dog. Oh yeah? I guess it was you burying these bones in the backyard. Right, 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 right. <laughs> so many ways you could go with that. A dog, a bird, a fucking hamster, a fucking gerbil. There you go, bro. That could be uh, you. Please present that to him. I will. Yeah, I'm going to throw it go. out there. Hell yeah, just man. Just going to find... Uh, maybe it's just dickwolf at Gmail. I feel like people don't just try putting someone's first and last name at Gmail. What's right. the worst that could happen? right. Because then if it's not the Gmail, you can go to Yahoo. If it's not the Yahoo, you could go to MSN. Yeah. MSN or Hotmail. <laughs> yeah. Remember those? Yeah. <laughs> Throwback Thursday. Netscape. Right, right. <laughs> yeah.
niggas ain't thugs, the real thugs is the government. Don't matter if you're independent, Democrat, or Republican. Niggas politic in the street, get in the beef, start blasting. Now a new cat is executive chief. What up? All right, y'all. We are going into nouns. This week we will be covering the topic of maturity. Brian, 10 years ago. Khalil. 10 years ago, right? Mm hmm. If, if if you could if you could imagine yourself ten years ago compared to where you are now, how does it compare? Uh, I think uh, I think I've matured a lot. You know, okay. I think I have. I think that I'm still immature, but I think sometimes it's it's hard to determine what's immature and what's just having a childlike sense of wonder. Right. Okay. You know, I could dig it absolutely. I um I'm, I'm gonna start off this conversation. I uh. I saw a friend over the weekend, a friend who I hadn't seen in years. Um, and even I'm, I'm trying to think, I'm like, it's probably been about five years since I like spent a, a good amount of time in the same uh, room as this person. One of my really good old friends, I'm not going to name drop because I learned what happens when you do that. Sorry, Sam. Um, but uh yeah, I saw one of my friends from years ago, and within 10 minutes of being in his presence, I, I remember just thinking like, damn, dude, you're still pretty much the same fucking person that I remember you being. And, mm-hmm. you know, in, in, in some ways that can be a good thing. You know, I love when you have those those friendships with people that uh, when you link up with them after so much time is going by, when you just see them again, you get right back into the groove of shit. It's like you never took a fucking day off. And I feel like you and I have that relationship, Brian. And I, I feel like I feel like you've definitely, yeah, you're pretty much, you, you, you're the same. Humor-wise, you're the same dude. You know what I mean? As far as morals and, and, and convictions go, you're a different guy now. And I like to say that about myself, too. Um so yeah, when 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 I look back at at my life, if I look back ten years ago, dude, I was a fucking mess. Um, mm-hmm. I was I was very insecure. Um, I really uh, I drank a lot. I I drank and I drove a lot. I was making bad fucking choices. I was a fucking bully when I wanted to be. I was full of myself. I was pretty much everything that somebody could say about me back in the day was probably true. You know what I mean? And like I said, I'm not I'm not fucking bragging like this. Uh, I'm not bragging about the shit. Um, I, I feel like where am I going with this? I feel like people need to embrace maturing. Mm-hmm. I feel like um, if you get to a point where you could look back and and really notice a change in your behavior and the way you go about uh, handling business, it's really humbling because it really shows you the progress that you've made. It's nothing like seeing somebody who's gone through so much shit and didn't take anything, didn't learn any lessons from it. Um I think mm-hmm. one of the biggest one of the biggest things that I pride myself on now um, when talking about maturity, I think one of the most mature things that you can do is admit fault, admit when you're wrong, um, which also has a lot to do with just honesty in general. When when you're honest, I feel like it's easy to tackle problems 
when you're honest. It's easy to resolve issues when you're honest. I feel like a lot of us uh, walk around all day feeling like, you know, we do shit. We do shit and and uh, we stand behind shit that we do. We stand behind the 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 immature, the childish shit that we do. And we're so in the groove of doing that shit that when somebody calls us out on it, we're under the impression that we're fucking right. And I think no that, that, yeah, yeah. Like, it's almost like, yo, you can't tell me shit. You know, I know it all. You know, you try to tell me some shit. I'm just going to put this fucking wall up and be like, yeah, whatever. I don't want to hear that. And of course, you know, from an outside perspective, we could be looking at you like, okay, maybe this dude doesn't want my advice, but only you know the truth. Only you know what's going on in, 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 in your head. So, you know, um, mm-hmm. I'm sorry, dude. I feel like I'm doing a lot of babbling right now. And I actually, I definitely took like bullet points on this shit too. Um, I think it's important. I think, I think change is imperative. I think it's important to evaluate yourself. And I think everybody yeah. has the power to look at themselves and, and, and kind of separate the things that you like about yourself from the things that you don't like about yourself. And in order to even do something like that, it takes a good deal of honesty. Absolutely. You got to be honest with yourself. And and when you're honest and you understand what it's hitting for, I, I think it opens more doors and, and, and gives you a path to be more successful um, in a certain sense. Like, uh, like, for example, me, right? I'm, I'm really into creative. I'm really into people that, that like to create, that like to be artistic, whether it's music, writing, videos, anything like that. And if you're 27 and you want to start a band and you want to have a band with your friends and whatever, like, awesome. Have a band with your friends, but understand your age, understand you're 27, understand you have other priorities, you know, and you have to take care of those. If you're 27, 29 and you're like, yeah, I'm not really going to get a job in the middle of my parents or my girlfriend's going to support me because like I'm focused on my band and we're going to get it big. Like, right. Come on, grow the fuck up. Right. You know, right. grow up, get a fucking and, job, you know, because there's certain things and, and other people and, and, and I don't think that someone's necessarily immature for, you know, not having a job or, or not living at their parents or not paying their, 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 or not having a job living at their parents and not paying for, for bills. But I think that those are huge, like they're, they're huge maturity tools that you don't even realize that you're growing and maturing, you know, right. like, like you you start to shop more responsibly when like you have to buy the certain amount of food that fits your price budget and you right. like you start to live a certain way where like maybe those Yeezys for $300 aren't going to cut it this week because I got to keep the water on you know like it's just certain things like that that it's it's crazy to see a lot of people especially Delco people that like you know keep in mind I thought it was a little odd three years ago now we're going on we're almost 30 and it's like yeah you got a really nice car but you're living with your parents still, you know what I mean? You're right. taking your paychecks and you're dumping thousand dollars into your car, but you're not, you're not putting anything into a savings account. For, you know, you're, you're, you're not paying rent. Like, and what are you picking up a, a freshman? Like, I don't think girls really base their, their, their judgment on you based on, now. if you like a car, that's cool. You know what I mean? And like, look, dude, I love, I love creating. I love film and stuff like that. There's a reason that I have, only two cameras and very minimal gear 
after four years because it's expensive and I have other things that I need to pay for. And like, I can probably buy one thing for, you know, my software or, or one new lens or something like every year or so, you know? Right. Um, it's just a matter of prioritizing, man. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, to go back on the story about this friend that I saw over the weekend, it was funny. Um, I saw my brother also over the weekend who uh, I hadn't seen last time I saw my big brother was three and a half years ago. So seeing him was fucking awesome. And even sometimes when I talk with him, he and I are both parents now. And uh, it, it's funny, while we're both parents, we're still different people. Uh, he and I would have conversations about uh, numerous topics, man. We would talk about a lot of things. And I, I remember uh, certain conversations where he and I would like butt heads with each other because my outlook on things were a lot more, um, let's see, it, my outlook on things were a lot more, I have a lot, of, I, I sympathize a lot. And I think that that when you when you start to sympathize and you show uh, empathy and and to 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 um, be able to relate to people and not just judge people, I think a lot of things go hand in hand with maturity, like insecurities. I think when you're when when you've reached a level of of maturity uh, of heightened maturity. Nothing can really stop you at that point. You're comfortable with who you are. You you understand why you're doing certain things. Even when you me and my lady, we we have we have a lot of times where we get, and I'm pretty sure every every guy out there can relate to this. Every now you, you and your lady, you're not always gonna agree on shit. No. no. You all are gonna get into arguments. You are you all are going to um say things say things that you don't mean in the heat of the moment. You're going to do these things. We're not fucking perfect. Um, there's two types of people. There's one. There's the one person that walks away from an argument and they want to be right. Mm-hmm. They're like, oh, I won. I won. Well, when I think I think what you did was fucked up and I'm not even going to check myself. I did. While I may have done a bunch of shit in the midst of you and I arguing, I, you were wrong, so I shouldn't have to you know, clean my side of the street because it's not my fucking fault. You know what I mean? When you, mm-hmm. when you could, when you can look at stuff and, and, you know, um, play back, play it back in your head and you start to acknowledge little things that you did and, and you can look back and you'd be like, well, maybe I, maybe that wasn't cool. Maybe I shouldn't do that. Maybe I shouldn't have said that. Maybe I shouldn't have done that. While my, my, my intentions were in the right place, I could have conveyed my message without doing shit that would take us back a couple steps, if that makes sense. No, no, it does. You know, it's like, um, I think having the need to be right, especially in a relationship is a, is a huge form of immaturity, you know? And I, and I think that, you know, relationships, uh, even like when you look at politics, you know, um, it's like you are, when you are just so adamant, you know, that like you, someone is, is on w- one side of the spectrum that you're not on and you immediately right. have this judgment towards them and you immediately are like, they're, they're a racist Republican or they're, uh, you know, an immature liberal, you know, and like, that's like your mindset. And no matter right. what, you're not going to bring yourself to their level to try to understand right. where they're thinking, then you're not, you're not invoking change. You right, know, right. Not, exactly. Exactly. You're, yes. you're spreading the divide and like, listen, 
I have my own opinions about politics and I'm not going to get into it either way, but I, I, I can say this in my, in my deepest beliefs, whether I feel a certain way about whether I like or hate, uh, anybody that, that is in a government spot, no one person is, is powerful enough to divide a country. You know, we, right. we are dividing the country. We are right. the ones that are like, I pick this side and I'm riding this side to the end. That's us. That's us doing right. it. Because right. because no one, you know, no one is willing to just be like, all right, let me understand. Like, let me try to understand. You know, right. I, can't, I wish I could remember his name, but there's there's this one black dude that uh, he's got a bunch of he's got a bunch of clan robes in his closet. He he successfully uh, he successfully got I think thirty something clan members out of the clan. Wow. Um, he didn't do it by calling them racist pigs and spitting on them. When like, yeah, did he have a right to hate them? Absolutely. He's a black guy. They they that's their worst enemy. He has every right to hate them. But instead, he befriended them. He tried to understand why they felt that way towards his people, you know. Right. And in return, friendships were made. And people's mindsets were changed, you know, right. but right. we're not. I mean, I think a lot of people, we, we tend to be very immature about shit like that. Exactly. Exactly. So, again, once again, it's like, nope, this is my side. You can't tell me shit. I'm sold. But while you're saying that deep down in your head, we won't know. But deep down in your head, you could be thinking this guy's absolutely right. Mm-hmm. But we have a fucking ego problem. In America, yes. we have a huge fucking ego problem. I think, I think um, when 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 um, on the road when 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 okay, when it comes to maturity, I think you have to be vulnerable. You have to be. You have to. You have to show your human side to be mature. You have to be receptive to all sides. As you just said, you know, whether we're talking about politics, religion or whatever, I'm not just going to tell you to shut the fuck up. I'm going to listen to you. I'm going to listen to you. And I'm really going to try mm-hmm. to see it from from your way to the best of my abilities. But to just rule yeah. something out entirely, no progress can be made that way. You can never learn anything. You yes. should always keep room for improvement. We don't know every fucking thing. One of the things that that really bothers me when speaking about people. And I know a lot of us want to be, we don't want to be the eyeball in certain conversations. I remember getting into it around um, when the whole Bill Cosby thing was going on. And Mm -hmm. I saw a lot of, a lot of, um, a lot of fellow black people were, when, when talking about this shit with them, people were like, Oh no, Bill, he he innocent. He innocent. Why? Why? No, cause he innocent. Cause he innocent. But why? Give me more than yeah. he's innocent. Give me why you think that. Give me a logical explanation. And if it's logical, I'll listen to it. But when you're sitting here and you're just saying, nope, mm-hmm. nope, 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 nope. It's like, okay, well, you're not really, you're not really making a point right now. You're just trying to, you just want to be right. You just want everybody to, yeah. to, to, to yeah, and it, it, it's, it's frustrating. Um, so rape is so, so unfortunate to see when it happens because it's a very, very serious thing. And, and when I say rape, I mean rape allegations, right? Rape allegations right. are, it's, it's so unfortunate when that, when that stuff gets headlines, because before anything even comes out, it's, it's like the victim, you're either like the, no matter what the victim is telling the truth 
and this guy's a scumbag and he's a rapist or you're like no matter what this guy is you know this guy is the same race as me or this guy has the same political background as 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 i support so right. like no matter what they're I'm innocent gonna side with them. Like, yeah yeah and yeah. i think that's the dumbest you know? thing you could that's that's so immature <laughs> yeah and I think that I think that shit needs to be taken serious and, and heavily investigated. But I think both people need to understand that everything is, you know, and I think that happens for all national news. We all feel the need to pick a side, you know, and I think that there's, you know, plenty of, you know, you know it's there's no denying it. it's not an opinion. You can see on on cameras, you can see on the footage that's released. There are dozens and dozens of times that that uh, uh, a black man was shot by the cops or or by someone that was unarmed and posed no threat. But there was probably a few other times that made national headlines that you didn't get the full story, but it was automatically, you know. Right. That that cop was, you know, reacted off of fear or like, if you get pulled over, listen to him and you won't have a right, problem. Right, like, you right, know what I mean? Exactly. Like, Play stupid games, win <laughs> stupid prizes. You don't even fucking know. You don't even know what happened. You're just over here giving your fucking unsolicited opinion on some shit. Because once again, yo, a mature person doesn't respond like that. A mature no. person will not respond like that. And and when when we talk about, you know, this day and age in 2019, the way people are, whether we're talking about race or religion, a smart person knows that hate hating is wrong. That's stupid to hate somebody, to generalize somebody. That, that's the most one of the most immature things you could fucking do. And 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 it, yeah. it's a shame because I feel like it's so many people out here that are suffering. And it's like, yo, if you just let your wall down, show me that you're human, we could get some shit done. I would love to have mm-hmm. conversations with people. I walked, I walked past a dude with uh I was going into I was leaving a uh uh I was grabbing a, a bottle of whiskey a couple weeks back. And uh, I'm walking. I'm walking out of the the store, which is owned by like uh, Indian. I, I'm pretty sure they're they're like Indian, Middle Eastern. I'm not sure, but a guy comes walking in as I'm walking out. He has a, a Make America Great Again hat on, and that shit just it was ironic in itself. It's like motherfucker, you see where you going right now? <laughs> like, okay, Make America Great Again. You about to buy from the brown man? Um, but I, I think it's in, in those moments, it's like, really, man, I would love to sit down and talk with somebody and and just see what's going on, like how you see the world. Yeah. How how you I, I don't it, 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 it's so fucking weird, man. And I've always been not always. I haven't been always. But recently, I really try to not just rule people out. Mm hmm. I'll listen to you. I'll listen. I'll listen to what you got to say all day because I think I'm a pretty reasonable person. I'll listen if if it's something I don't agree with. I'll I'll let you know. But I never come off like I'm really trying to. I don't, I don't want to attack people who think differently of me. I mean, differently than me. Um, I don't know. I think I think one of the most mature things you can do is listen. Yeah. If, that, and, and that's really what it comes down to. Listen to somebody. I'm sorry. I'm going to go back. I feel like I'm hopping around when talking about this story about this friend that I had seen over the weekend. Um, it's cool. It's like memento. This is like our memento episode. Right, right. Um, one of one of um, we had a couple conversations. So me, my brother and, and this and this dude who will remain nameless um, for this segment. Man, if you saying the three of us used to hang out all the time. 
all the fucking time. Um, my brother and 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 this friend used to do a lot of knucklehead shit. And it was funny within, you know, the 10 minutes of, of us interacting together. Um, and in my mind, I'm over here. It, it's so funny when you get around people who you haven't seen in a while. Um, you tend to revert. You tend to act like how you used to act when you were around them. Mm-hmm. Something like triggers you in your brain, whether it's family or friends. There's like a way that we act around certain people and subconsciously we revert back to old ways when we're in the presence of these people. But um, a couple of things that I was sitting there bugging Brian, I was like, I was high as fuck. Um, <laughs> usually when I'm high as fuck, dude, I cannot. So I, I, I'm not the most talkative person. Um, I don't really hold conversations well. So when I saw this friend, he came in and he was asking me, you know, what's, what's been going on? What you been up to? What you been up to? This and that, this and that. And, you know, I'm telling him stuff. And in my mind, I'm, I, 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 I know I overthink shit, but I'm thinking like this motherfucker's like the, the way that this is going down right now. He's talking to me as if I'm still 18, 19 years old. I'm 28 now. I'm a married man. I got a fucking daughter. You know what I mean? Like, I'm not the same guy that I used to be. So while I'm still here trying to, you know, uh, not necessarily cater to your shit, but more like I don't want to come off like I'm snobby, like I'm above you now. So I was still listening. I was very receptive to stuff. But at one point, uh, yeah, so he and my brother used to do a lot of knucklehead shit. Used to do a lot of knucklehead shit. And I was always the one that would try to talk them out of it. A couple of times uh, over the weekend when we were all with each other, you know, he brought up some of these stories where they were doing dumb shit. And I was the one I was like, oh, no, guys, that's a bad idea, blah, blah. And it was almost like he was clowning. And it was like, motherfucker, listen to what you're saying right now. The dumb shit that y'all used to do and you're clowning me for being the one that was like, oh, we shouldn't do this. Oh, we shouldn't throw rocks at cars, you know? We, and, and, you know, it's like you're going to clown yeah. me for that. Like, I at least was, I, I was, I, I had some fucking sense to know that shit was stupid at the time. So us talking about maturity, it's like, you know, you're still laughing about that shit. It's almost like you condoned the shit that you did 10 years ago. I look at shit that I did, bro, in the past fucking five years. I did a lot of shit that I'm not proud of. I'm not going to sit here and fucking laugh about it and make it seem like <laughs> it's all good. Like, no, nah, that shit ain't that shit ain't cool. Yeah, it's good to know that you made it out alive without consequence. But I, I don't know, man. I, I, I am so proud of who I've become. Looking back. Yeah. On shit that I used to do, you know, like, dude, I, when, when I talk about the whole drinking thing, man, like, I feel like that was my reputation. I remember when I was working at Applebee's and one of my coworkers said that to me, she was like, oh, all you do, I was talking, I, I came in one day and I was hungover as shit per usual. And she's like, yo, all you do is drink. Like you get off and you just get fucked up. And at the time I was like, yeah, <laughs> yeah. I look back on that, dude. I am so embarrassed. I am so embarrassed, man. Um, you know, because as, as I've made it very clear in past uh, uh, podcast sessions, like, I'm not proud of a lot of shit that I did, man. I used to be a fucking cyber bully. I look back on that and I'm like, man, I really hope I didn't fucking ruin somebody's life with some of the shit that I did. I feel like I'm in like a, uh, isn't that like a part of the, the 12-step program you're supposed to make amends with people? Yeah, yeah. People don't make amends. People don't want to make amends. People want to leave shit in the past. And while I think we shouldn't be dwelling on stuff 
that we've done that we're not proud of, I still think it's right to 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 make to to make those things, make it right. Make it right. Yeah. No, absolutely. And there's like there's a lot of things where it's like nothing to be proud of. Now like you know, I'll, I'll look back at some of the stuff I did that was kind of stupid and wasn't the safest. And, you know, I'll laugh about it with some friends. But there's a lot of stuff, especially from high school. Like, you know, I was a kid that I got picked on a lot right. from, from fourth to eighth grade. And then as soon as I got friends, like I looked back and was like, you, you know, if, if only I was a little bit wiser at the time and realized like, yo, you knew what it was like. You know, you were in a position now where you had a lot of friends and a lot of friends that were, you know, quote unquote popular, that you were in a position to to alter minds. But all I did was I just became the bully, you right. know, and I and, right. and and it wasn't, you know, these were kids that were very different from other people that were, you know, just trying to to be a good student and stuff like that. And like, you know, one time I threw a textbook across the room and hit this kid in the face. And he was just a he was just a, a a kid that was getting A's and studying and kept to himself and didn't have many friends, you know. And it was right. just like, you know, that stuff. I not only do I not laugh about that stuff, I my mind is runs twenty four seven. There's times now, you know, I would say that story that I just told. The reason that it's so fresh in my mind is because less than three months ago, it kept me up at night, wow. thinking that I, you know, thinking about like. Imagine how that person's, you know, you forget like, you know, the kids, especially in high school, when you're in school and like you're bullying people or even in, in your real life, like you may be at a party now and you may see someone and you're fucking with them like, yeah, that person's going home at the end of the night. And how, how do you think they're feeling at right, the end of the night? Right, you know, right. And do you, you want to feel like, their night. exactly. It's like, do you want to contribute? You can either contribute to them having a good or bad night. And I feel like that's now every single time I interact with people, man, I am so, I don't know. So I just have this thing now. I just want to make somebody's day. I, I don't yeah. pe- People go through some shit, man. People go through some fucking shit. I would never want to make it worse. You know? And, and I think that's another thing. I mean, we live in this world where we don't, everybody, and especially the way we downplay um, dealing with emotions. It's frustrating. You know, if, mm-hmm. if 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 I had it my way, man, if I could sit in a room with six strangers and if everybody was just would just let that fucking wall down, we could we can converse about a lot of shit, man. If you're willing to be honest with me, I have no problem getting in front of people and telling them like, yo, I was younger. Just like you said, when I was younger, man, I got bullied all the fucking time, dude. That shit made me feel awful. That shit still affects me now. You know, and and I don't know. I don't know. I, I look back. I try to I try to spread my wisdom. I have four younger siblings and I, I really try to 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 by, by not being too overbearing. I really try to stress the importance of being empathetic. And like I said, Brian, I feel like we're always talking about empathy on this show, but I think it's 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 a characteristic we all need to embrace. We all need that shit. I yeah, one hundred percent. You know what I mean. And it's like, you know, you 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 spend all your effort. I'm not saying you as in Cleo. I'm saying like in general people. It's like you spend all your effort 
you know, trying to get in arguments and, and not to keep bringing politics into it, but politics is one thing or, or just like all this nonsense where like you, you spend all this time talking about this stuff that you really don't know what the fuck you're talking about. Right. You know, right. maybe you read it in a book, maybe you looked it up, but like our experience is the one thing that I know for fact, you know, right. I don't know if it's the way that it's supposed to go. I don't know if it's the right thing, but I do know that it's my experience, you know, and I do know how when I act this way, I felt this way. And, and when I, and when I acted this way, I felt another way. And like, that's the best thing that you can share with people. Right. Is, 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 is you sit down in a room and you say, this is where I'm at. Right. You know, and you might even get people like, Oh yeah, well that's why my whole life, that's why all my views morally and fiscally are, are because this is how I grew up. Right. Okay, this is how I grew up. You know what I mean? Where can we come to an agreement? Right. You know? And, and, and I think that, I think that everyone's relatable. I do. I think that everyone is relatable. It's just if you want to see whether they're relatable or not. Right. Right. And that, and that, I guess that's the thing. I'm like, how how do we reach a widespread audience? And, and you know, because even as people probably hearing us talking about this. Oh, that's pussy shit. Y'all sound like some pussies. I dealt with my I got bullied all the time when I was younger. I just fucking moved on with it. No, you didn't. That's why you're fucking bitter now. That's why you're so fucking hateful <laughs> now. Because something happened to you and you weren't able to process it the right fucking way. I don't regret. I don't regret getting bullied. I don't regret anything like that. The only thing I regret in my life is is that and I'm grateful that I was able to find myself in my in my early twenties, but but when I when I became friends with all the cool kids, I, I tried to I, I went into chameleon mode and I emulated them and I dressed like them and I talked like them and I acted like them and I, and it really inhibited me to really be myself for, for a few years. Um, but even then it, I, that's still taught me a lot and I grew a lot. So actually I take that, I scratch that. I don't, I don't actually regret anything, you know? Right. And it's not that I hold it on, you know, it's, it's, it's learning experiences and that's the best thing you can do. Right. Or you can be that guy you just described, you know, and and bury it and trust your life angry. We, li- we live in this world where it's 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 everybody wants to be macho. Mm-hmm. Everybody wants to be macho. Everybody wants to be um, a fucking stoic. Like I, I we we all like like some days, man. I'm pretty sure you know. I see people walking around, and this this always how I see shit. I'm always like, yo, what's your story? We got you to this place. Mm-hmm. It's it's and, and I, I think there's hope for everybody. I think everybody has the power to to make shit right in their life. It's like, yo, we can live. Everybody can live a very fucking happy life if we took responsibility for the things that we've done in life. If we take responsibility Mm -hmm. for the things that that got us here Um, and and we we learn to stop. Like I said, this goes a lot. This this coincides a lot with last week's episode about Mm self-pity. When we... I don't know. It's like, like I said, man, it's an ego thing. I was talking with my dad. I was talking with my dad and um, um, to, to, to go off of what you were saying, that's what I was getting at. You were talking about bullying and, you know, some people, you know, I look back on certain days and I'm like, oh, you know, uh, I guess, oh, you know, a lot of those things, I'm glad all those things happened to me because it made me who I am now. But somebody else could go through the same thing that I went through and be totally opposite. Mm-hmm. Somebody could go through the same shit that I went through and didn't learn shit from it, and still and and and, and still um, 
carry on the same way that they used to. My dad was talking to me about uh, when senior week, when, when, when high school got out, I have a younger sister who wanted to go down to senior week. And it was like this whole dispute on whether or not she could go to senior week or not. And, you know, my dad was saying, um, you know, he didn't want her going. And her mother was like, well, I don't see why she can't go. You know, we were kids once, you know, sometimes you got to learn. Sometimes you got to have. And my dad was like, you know, well, why does it always have to be that way? Why does something bad have to happen to us for us to learn from it? Not everybody comes back from the mistakes that we make. You know, like not everybody. Yeah. Can you, you know, because it could be that one time where something bad happens and you're over here under this impression that, oh, you know, I, I, it's all good. I'm young. I'm going to learn from this. And sometimes you don't. Sometimes that could be the time that that really screws you over. And the next day, you know, your whole fucking course of life is just knocked off balance. I, I just I, some days I it, it makes me feel better when I'm around other people that make me feel like I'm not crazy. That make me feel like I'm not the only one that feels this way. I, I swear, Brian, I watch shit all the time on the fucking news. I, I swear, at 28 years old, man, I probably do more crying on other people's behalf than I ever have my whole life. I read fucking news articles yeah. and I hear about shit that happens and I just feel for people, man. And it's just sad to think there's people out there that won't even shed a tear because they feel like they, they, they feel like they aren't supposed to. I, I don't know, man. It's it's complicated, man. But I guess in a nutshell, the, 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 the gist of it is that really, man, maturity is fucking key. And I look at the way that, that this world is nowadays. And it's like a lot of motherfuckers aren't mature. If we were all mature, if we all looked at the shit that we do and see how it could negatively affect or positively, positively affect other lives, we would be more mindful of it. We would do a better job of, of trying to listen and come together and actually make shit happen as opposed to thinking that, you know, we're all, you know, fucking, you know, my problems are my problems and your problems are your problems and whatever. I went through that and I look at it. I'm so sick of hearing that shit. Oh, well, I had yeah. it this way. Well, I... Brian, I, I look at people, I, I know people have it worse than me. I'm never going to talk like I have it so bad that I'm not going to stop and listen to you for the shit that you have going on. Rant over, man. Um, <laughs> motherfuckers need to be mature. Motherfuckers need to admit when they're wrong. My dad my dad wrote a book, uh, one, one um, excerpt from his, well, a segment from his book he talks about um, basically how feelings are like clothes. So the, the, the metaphor was that if you're wearing a fucking one of your favorite shirts, at some point, if you wear one of your favorite shirts from when you're fucking 12, that shirt probably isn't going to fit you when you're 28. People often fall back on, oh, well, that's my favorite shirt. That's my shirt, though. Oh, that's that's I like it. That's I want to keep wearing this. You grew out of it. You can't wear the shit no more. So now we're going into I'm afraid. I'm afraid. You know. 
And this actually falls into maturity, uh, oddly enough. And uh, this wasn't planned. Khalil picked the topic, but but the, the what I'm afraid of today, or what I'm going to share with you today, is of being cheated on. You know, and I've dealt with this my entire life. You know, I I, I learned the hard way to deal with this fear. You know, um, and although this and this entire episode isn't as goofy as as our status um or as, as we try to be i think it may help someone not to make the same mistakes that i have and, and khalil have or or hopefully it does you know so regardless of whether you trust someone or not i genuinely think that that's a fear that everyone has to deal with at some point in their lifetime you know and when i was younger i handled it the worst way so so when i when i was younger it was I don't, she's going to cheat on me. I think she's going to cheat on me. So I'm going to cheat on her first. Uh. And that way it's going to hurt less if she does it to me. And I did this several times in my life. And, and one of two things happened. She didn't cheat on me and I caused terrible damage or she did cheat on me and it didn't hurt any less. Right. So then I thought that I was growing through that, but I was actually just traumatized, you know? So, so I, I drifted away from that, but I, I also became very nosy and very jealous of anyone that talked to her in any capacity. You know, I was like, I've got to be like, who the fuck is Ethel? And why is she calling you at 2 p.m. on a Sunday? She's like, uh, that's my grandma. Well, she has a husband to talk to. Why does she talk to him? You know what I mean? Like, oh one, of, like one of those people. <laughs> <Right>. uh, <laughs> and then, uh, you know, this. here's the thing. The people that were going to cheat on me still cheat on me. They found another route. And the people that were faithful, you know, I, I, I pushed them away, you know. And, 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 and what I learned from all of these mistakes is, you know, if someone is going to cheat on me, they're going to cheat on me regardless of whether I'm looking at their phone and interrogating them or I'm not. Right. You know, so I made the decision that when I decide that I'm going to commit to someone, I need to trust them. Fully. Right. You know, I'm not going to go through their phone. I'm not going to question their friendships. And, and does doing that in itself help my fear of cheating being cheated on not necessarily or not immediately at least but you know and it doesn't always work you know the the last girl i dated i I treated with disrespect and not only did she end up cheating on me she ended up moving in with the guy that she cheated on me with within weeks of us breaking up you know and it hurt but i didn't but i but but i understood that like whatever whoever i'm with next i cannot punish them for what this person did to me you yes. know, and I think I think that if you're afraid of being cheated on, the best thing you can do to overcome that fear is be the best significant other as you possibly right. can. You know, you can't spend your time focusing on what if they leave, what if they cheat, what if I look like an idiot, what if I look like a chump? Because here's a fact that not many people think about. Right. Only one relationship in your lifetime is going to be a success. Right. Only right. one. At best. It's just that simple. Yeah. Only one relationship is gonna last. You know? Uh, maybe your first, and maybe your twentieth. And if you're tw- if you're your twentieth, just be glad that you've had nineteen other experiences to learn and grow right, from. Right. You know. Right. And me personally, I'm on the spectrum where I would much rather be fully trusting and have a relationship end because she was unfaithful. Right. Than have it end because a girl that I loved was faithful but couldn't deal with me projecting my insecurities. Right. Right. And and yeah, just to because that's where regret comes in, and 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 it can make you resentful as shit too. Um, going forward, yeah, yeah, and that that that's very interesting, man. I'm just going. My lady uh, was talking to me one day, and she was talking about the um, the shitty things that 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 happened in her life when she was younger, and she was saying, you know, for the longest she spent time, 
looking at herself like, why did these people do this to me? What did I do wrong? What did I do wrong? And at some point, we all mm-hmm. need to learn that we we can't we can't blame ourselves for other people's shitty behavior. You know, we can't we can't kick ourselves no. because somebody else did some fucked up shit to us. Um, you know, living you learn. So that brings us to Today in History. And today in history, August 12th, 1877, Thomas Edison completes the first model for the phonograph. Phonograph, phonograph. I'm sure Ryan Lapierre will correct me. Uh, And that uh, uh, a phonograph, we're going to go with that, is a device that recorded sound into tiny in, into tinfoil cylinders, just like the you know, like back then, you know, Thomas Edison sounds familiar. Well, he should. He created the first practical light bulb camera. And of course, what we're talking about today, the phonograph. Others have tried to invent the latter, but Edison was the first to reproduce the sound. Right. So that was at Ed, uh, Edison's first significant invention. It was the one that earned him the nickname Menlo Park's magician, as the invention was so unexpected by the public. It seemed magical because mm. it's the 1800s. Right. You know what I mean? Like, who is this wizard right. who can have this thing talk right, to what me? What is this sorcery? Um, <laughs> yeah. So his first his first invention uh, recorded around a groove cylinder on tinfoil, and although recordings could only be performed a few times due to the low quality, it didn't matter. Edison's reputation was solidified. He was the man. You know, he demonstrated the, the device November 29th, eighteen seventy seven, having to having announced his invention days before he would patent it later that February. Um, in eighteen seventy seven, this is. Thomas Edison is a baller, right? So he enters the office of Scientific American and placed before the editors a small, simple machine with very few remarks, right? And without any introduction whatsoever, he turns the crank and all the people there are like, what the hell is this? And then the thing is just like, good morning. How do you do? How do you like the photographer? Thus the machine spoke for itself and made it known that it was the photographer. <laughs> right? And uh, they were like, whoa, this is great. Is like, this is like what 18 said. They didn't have David Blaine. You know what I mean? They had Thomas Edison just like, and they're like, this is crazy. How is he doing that? You know? And he was too busy, you know, making light bulbs and telephones and all that. So he actually never enhanced the design. But uh, in 1880, Alexander Graham, uh, Alexander Graham Bell produced an enhanced phonographer using wax cylinders, not tinfoil. And that is our Today in History. You know what's funny, man, is that, uh, you know, now that I'm over here thinking about it, can you imagine, like, they need to make a video. They need to recreate every uh, unveiling of some kind of fucking Anything, any invention. I would love to see people's reaction to just just everything that we enjoy now. 
Like, take that shit back to 1877. I would love, like, motherfuckers would be jumping off the benches like uh, like it's a slam dunk contest and shit, man. Like, <laughs> fucking, the fucking phonograph. Yeah. Oh, my God. And everyone God. was weird back then. <laughs> right, yo. Come here, come here. Right, like, yo, here. Find your wife attractive, but smells like a dog. Right, here right. is a toothbrush. Right. You put it in your mouth, right, you brush it. Yo. Oh, pew, your breath smells good. Like, fucking, like, somebody, who, whoever invented the fucking plate. People are like, wait a minute, wait a minute. I could put this shit. Some guy's got third degree burns on his lap with his right, soup. Right, what? right. So I've been doing. We can keep it right, in a wall. Right, right, right. Like, what the fuck were y'all doing before everything? What the fuck were y'all doing, man? Where were you putting your trash before somebody made a fucking trash can? Something like that. Well, like, well, I, I don't even know if there was trash. Right. They probably just ate it. They like probably ate bones. the whole fucking thing. Like, oh, I got this fucking phonogram. What do I do with the box? I'm just gonna eat this shit. <laughs> Who knows? I guess we'll never know. We'll never know. People back in the fucking eighteen hundreds had all the fun, yo. God damn. They really did. I you know, the phonograph, polio, you know, they had all the right, good things. Right, man. They could just Pass it down to their children, the stories. <laughs> Episode 8 of Coup de La is in the books. We did it. We fucking did it. Yeah, so if you all are going to take anything away from this, man, as, as we always try to stress, treat your neighbor with kindness, despite what you may think about them, because you're probably wrong. So don't do that. Be decent. Be good. Kunde la out. Kunde la out. <laughs> Till next time, people. Thanks for listening. So, Kunde la. It's so easy.